This morning's scripture comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 12 through 19. Hear these holy words for this holy week. The next day, the great crowd that had come to the festival heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter of Zion. Look, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written of him and had been done to him. So the crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to testify. It was also because they heard that he had performed this sign that the crowd went to meet him. The Pharisees then said to one another, You see, you can do nothing. Look, the world has gone after him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, some people like surprises and other people not so much. My father was one of those people who did not like surprises. He liked things steady and set in a routine, nothing getting out of place or in the way. I remember once as an adult wanting to celebrate my father's birthday, and so we made reservations at a restaurant that was known for being able to make a big thing about birthdays and anniversaries and such. And when I made the reservation, I made it clear that I wanted to celebrate a birthday at the table in a big way. Well, about halfway through our meal, a nearby table was disrupted by the wait staff coming with cake and candles and loud, raucous, off-key singing. And my father looked at them and said, Oh, Lord, I'd rather die than be embarrassed like that. <laughs> I looked at him and said, Well, about that. <laughs> I remember when I went to my 20th high school reunion. I think it was about five years ago, maybe, but 20 years ago. No, more than that. But my 20th high school reunion, I was surprised because I recognized everyone, and I could recall their names. I was also surprised because not a single person there knew who I was. I was not student body president or Mr. Popularity, but I thought I would have left some slight impression on somebody over 12 years of going to school together. So I was a little surprised, and I was surprised at myself for being surprised. We can be surprised by many things for many reasons. We can be surprised at the good fortune and the blessings that seem to fall into our life and leaving us feeling humble and grateful. Or we can be surprised by the struggles and the challenges that just keep coming when we feel like we just can't catch a break. We can be surprised by stumbling into the beauty of a garden or a sunrise 
and feeling that moment of deep joy that's beyond words. Or we can be surprised at the ugliness that humans are capable of doing to one another. And it breaks our heart. We can be surprised by the way our life unfolds, sometimes beyond our wildest dreams. And we can be surprised by the way our plans fall short, no matter how hard we work and no matter how hard we pray. We can be surprised by many things for many reasons, but I think the worst place to be in life in regard to our surprises is found in David Copperfield when Charles Dickens writes these words, I know enough of the world now to have almost lost the capacity of being much surprised by anything. We need to be able to experience surprise. Well, if you like surprises, you love John's version of the story of Jesus. It is a story full of surprises. At the very beginning, one of the earliest disciples Jesus calls, Nathaniel, hears that the Messiah has come from Nazareth, and he's surprised because he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Those people who are celebrating a wedding in Cana of Galilee are surprised when Jesus turns water into wine and keeps the party going. The merchants and the worshipers and the religious authorities are surprised when one day Jesus takes a whip and overturns the table and drives all the animals out of the temple. An old Pharisee named Nicodemus is surprised when Jesus tells him that an old white-haired man like him can be born again. A woman at a well in Samaria in the heat of the day is surprised when Jesus crosses every religious, social, and cultural boundary to offer her living water. The parents and friends and spouses and neighbors of those who are healed by Jesus are surprised that in an instant those lives were changed, and people were able to return to their families. Thousands of people who ate their fill from a boy's sack of groceries were surprised when all it took was a blessing from Jesus. The disciples caught in a storm on the sea are surprised when Jesus comes to them walking on the water. And a woman dragged into the public square to be stoned to death is surprised when Jesus forgives her instead of condemning her. And right before the text that we read today, all those who knew Lazarus was surprised when he walked out of the tomb after three days because Jesus called him by name. 
John's story is surprise after surprise after surprise, and it brings us today to this story, where Jesus enters in to the city of Jerusalem and begins this week we call Holy Week. And it is a story full of surprises as well. I can imagine the surprise of the crowd when caught up in the excitement of their messianic hopes finally coming true, waving the palm branches, shouting, and then to see their long-awaited king riding in humbly on a donkey. I think the disciples were no doubt surprised when they come into the city and see this huge crowd who at least for the moment seems to see so clearly in Jesus that which they are blind to, even though they've been with Jesus day after day after day after day. I'm certain the religious authorities were surprised when Jesus, instead of slipping quietly into the city for Passover amid all the throngs of people from all over the world, make sure he makes an interest that is bound to get their attention and that he must know would incite even more jealousy and anger and hatred toward him. And I can't help but wonder about Jesus. Was Jesus surprised? Was Jesus surprised to find that some of those who welcomed him with waving palms on Sunday would have turned against him by Friday? I wonder if Jesus was surprised that those who were supposed to be so wise and so spiritual could be so blind to what God was doing, oblivious to God's love in their midst. I wonder. Well, this story of surprises that has led us to Palm Sunday will continue to unfold in this week we call holy. We will be surprised as we watch Jesus humble himself and wash the feet of the disciples. We'll be surprised that it's one of the inner circle of twelve that would betray him. We'll be surprised that Peter, the big fisherman, the one to whom Jesus would give the keys to the kingdom, that it will be Peter who denies he even knows his name. And we'll be surprised to see that this one who always chose God's way, who spent their life loving and forgiving and healing, is nailed to a cross and put to death. But the surprise that we've been preparing for all throughout this season is greater still. The novelist Charles Morgan said, There is no surprise more magical than the surprise of being loved. There is no surprise more magical than the surprise 
of being loved. So as we follow Jesus into the city of Jerusalem on this Palm Sunday and spend this week with him in the last week of his life, come and be surprised all over again by love as great as this. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.